Hey there, this is Andrew, and I'm here to record the uh, house overview for Sanctum and Dark Tidings. Long overdue. Better get this out before I have Winds of Exchange in my hands. Because um, then we're going to want to be talking about that. So that'll be cool. But uh, yeah, so let's talk about Sanctum and Dark Tidings. First, so I have five questions that I go through at the beginning of any of these videos. Uh, the first is, what are the capabilities that we expect to see in the house? Then, what's the other house that I would hope to see on a deck next to this if I'm opening a deck for a sealed event? After that, uh, and, and actually, that's maybe even more relevant to think about now that we have sealed alliance uh, as a thing uh, that, that we could do. So, uh, you know, if you were doing Dark Tidings and Sealed Alliance, what two houses would you hope to to pull together from multiple decks? Uh, and then <clears throat> looking at the uh, what's my favorite in-house combo in this set, and then what card would I like to bring back as a legacy in a deck, and lastly, what Maverick would I like to see in a Sanctum Dark Tidings deck. All right, so let's let's do it. Um, all right, talking about the capabilities, what I expect to see. Um, I expect to see a lot of armor. Uh, these are knights. They're bigger creatures. In Dark Tidings, they're actually a little smaller, and Mass Mutation, actually. They're a little smaller than they were uh, on average in Coda and Age of Ascension, but they're still, they're still substantial, and they have a lot of armor. We expect... Uh, <clears throat> a lot of protection type mechanics, so taunt happens. Uh, we expect there to be some healing, some uh, maybe a little warding even. And then there are some fight abilities here and there. Um, not maybe as many as you would see in Untamed or Brobner, but still quite a lot of, of fight abilities. And uh, whereas in Logos, for example, you expect very few fight abilities. And there's some anti-steel tech, because uh, Sanctum are good do-gooders. They really don't like stealing, and so uh, <clears throat> it's a no-no. And uh, they have some great anti-steel tech in this set uh, that I hope comes back. Um, let's see. There is a lot of bursts in Sanctum. I think their Sanctum burst is often underrated. It's conditional burst, usually. But under the right conditions, they can generate a lot of amber very quickly. They have a lot of capture. They have a lot of denial. So in addition to the anti-steal tech, they have can't reap. Can't, uh, in mass mutation, they had can't resolve pips, can't resolve destroyed effects. That kind of went away, but there is uh, some more anti-reap tech. So yeah, pretty, pretty strong on the you can't side. And then um, let's see. Uh, okay, yeah, that's that's basically. Oh, there's some amber burn, but not not a ton. Um, okay, so uh, oh, but I will say, Sanctum in is one of the few houses in Dark Tidings that actually has a has scaling amber control. Uh, you know, you think about early sets, you had uh, too much to protect in shadows that no matter where your opponent was at you steal them back down to six 
And if you can get that last steel in, or if the key cost is increased, then uh, then they don't get to forge. Interdimensional graph that lets them forge, but takes all that's left, bringing them down to zero after they forge. So um, <clears throat> there are not a lot of options like that in Dark Tidings, but Sanctum has uh, three, actually, that, that will bring the, the opponent down to five. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, okay, so who would I want them with? I think the obvious answer is Sarian, but I, that's not what I put. Um, I usually do like Sanctum and Sarian together, that just the their mechanics blend very well. But I put uh, Unfathomable here just because um, I think that there are some uh, complementary disruption effects where if you can control the board in Sanctum and have some nice control in Unfathomable, then you can really give your opponent a bad time. Um, and Unfathomable actually fills out, can fill out the large creature side a little better sometimes even than Sanctum can. Uh, okay, who? what's the my favorite in-house combo? It, I think uh, this is a fairly obvious one. It's uh, Yuri and the Circumspect with shoulder armor because, uh, yeah, it's just fun to have a, a big creature that reaps for a ton of amber. Um, that's an example of that burst I was talking about. And, um, and I think it's cool because shoulder armor was always, um, you know, it's kind of an interesting card depending on what you put it on, but... Um, not that interesting, but with Urian, it becomes a real problem uh, for your opponent. So, and I think that's that's really good. It breathes breathes new life into that card and a lot of other cards as well. Uh, Urian does. All right, if I could uh, pick a legacy, uh, it'd be Gray Rider. Um, Gray Rider is just so cool. Now you have uh, Bat uh, Magus in Sanctum Dark Tidings, which is a very cool card. But it's slow, and Grey Rider's fast, and if you could combo them together, that'd be extra awesome. Um, plus, man, that art in the background is just so cool. And I love the uh, Gandalf reference, I think. Um, Alright, so, and then, uh, lastly, Maverick. I would take, uh, I would take Barry Riches, and this actually goes into why Sanctum and Saurian are, are such a good combo. Um, but, you know, being able to capture a ton across creatures or with, uh, uh, you know, bring low or, or just on several creatures and then bury riches to, uh, to move amber from the creatures to your pool is pretty great. It's a it'd be strong to have that on your, on your sanctum turn. Uh, although it, it can be strong to have it on the next turn in Sarian as well. So, Okay. On to the actual Sanctum in Dark Tidings cards. Um, Orpheal Seas Chosen and Orpheon Lands Chosen are... Well, Orpheon is a special rarity, and I believe they're tied together in some way. Um, I guess, yeah, they just always appear together. So uh, Orpheal is uncommon, and if you get it, you're going to get Orpheon as well. Um, these are a really cool pairing. Uh... I think there's a, unfortunately, uh, you do not have, like, the continuous art here, although there is a nice uh, parallelism in the art, which is cool. <clears throat> but um, but I like those, you know, where there's two arts together across the cards, or the, it's one art across the two cards, and this is not that, but it's still great. 
Um, and yeah, I think in practice, their effects just aren't that great. They're, they're a little underwhelming. Um, so you have Orpheus chosen. They're both human monks, three power. Um, Orpheus chosen says while the tide is high, it gets fight gain two and skirmish, which is important. So that's nice. But then uh, Orpheon lands chosen says while the tide is low, it gets plus three armor and reap capture two. And that is not, the, in my experience, that hasn't been very powerful because your opponent, if, if they take the tide, they kill it um, easily. Oftentimes they can kill it easily anyway. Anyway, you know, if you have a six power, it's going to burn through this and the six power creature will live. Um, so I think that Orpheal Seas Chosen is, is probably the stronger card, but it has to sit out there and stay alive for a turn and then skirmish fight game two, you know, is essentially, it's a slightly better uh, Dark Fairy. Um, just because it's three instead of two, but the effect is a, is dependent on having a high tide. So, and it comes with Orpheon. I just, it's not great. Okay. Uh, Age of the Inconspicuous is a three power human monk. And while it's not on the flank, it can't be dealt damage. Um, interesting, but cards like this that are have high survivability just always have to go, well, but, but how do you turn it into something that your opponent cares about killing? And um, there are not a lot of obvious answers in this set for how you do that. Maybe some uh, Star Alliance upgrades, but other than that, um, just not a lot of options. Maybe you capture onto it. I could see that. Um, just haven't seen it be an impactful card. All right. Avenging Aura is an action with an amber. It says for the remainder of the turn, each friendly creature gains Assault X where X is the number of forged keys your opponent has. And um, in my experience, just giving all your opponents, or giving all your creatures Assault 2 for a turn is not not that great. Um, I'd rather have uh, Shield of Justice, where you give them, you know, they can't be dealt damage for the turn. That's, that's actually a much stronger effect, in my opinion. Um, unless you're dealing with a lot of elusive, but, and that could happen for sure, but uh, other than that, Outside of that case, I just don't think this is that strong. All right, charge. Um, if you have a big hand, this could be good. Um, it's an action with an amber. It's back from Coda. Um, when you play it, for the remainder of the turn, each creature you play gains play, deal two damage to an enemy creature. That can be good, um, but you kind of it kind of wants you to have a big hand, which uh, Sanctum certainly doesn't help you with that. All right, uh, Dry the River is an artifact. It's a power. This one's pretty interesting. Each creature gains while the tide is low, this creature cannot reap. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, this this actually uh, can be pretty impactful. Um, of course, your opponent can just take the tide and reap for three chains if, if that's uh, beneficial to them. So... It's not really hard denial of reaping, but imposes a cost to do it. Um, theoretically, could be strong. In practice, I just haven't seen this uh, win games. Epic Quest, um, really fun card. Glad this is back from Coda. Um, it's an artifact, 
and quest when you play it you archive each friendly night creature from play and then it has omni if you played seven or more sanctum cards this turn you destroy it and forge a key at no cost so the, the goal would be you have a bunch of knights in play and you you use them that turn and then you play up at quest and you archive them and then you wait and get some more sanctum cards in your hand pull the knights out of your archives spam everything to the board pop this get a key for free um rarely works out but it is cool when it does and um it's a very earned free key i would say um yeah i I'm, I'm glad this card exists i don't think it's super powerful but i am glad that it exists and if people can find value from it um then i think that's fantastic all right harmonic ritual uh, is a rare action when you play it you choose a friendly creature if its left neighbor shares a house with it you gain one and you repeat this effect on that creature so basically you start from one creature uh, and you go to the left and you count how many creatures are in that same house and you get that much amber. Um, that's pretty cool. Plus one. No, no, nope. Not plus one. Yep. Just you get as many as there are. Yep. I did the math. All right. Lady Lorena is back from uh, Mass Mutation. It's a six power spirit knight with three armor and taunt but it's taunt also applies to its neighbors neighbors that's pretty cool people get a little confused about the wording here because they forget that the way taunt is worded is uh that this creature's neighbors that don't have taunt can't be attacked so um so this wording actually make totally makes sense um but <clears throat> people sometimes get confused about how that wording is is done it it's saying you can't attack that not you must attack this or anything like that uh okay so yeah this is strong it's a nice big body that protects a lot of stuff it's good all right lightsmith clariel is a five power angel with two armor before it fights you can switch its power and armor for the remainder of the turn um okay yeah that's fine haven't seen it be super powerful but um it's a it's a cool idea there is an evil twin version that um has action you switch another creature's power and armor for the remainder of the turn that's that's interesting um i guess if you had a creature with like five power and one armor and you could switch it to be a one five and then attack it with a six you save your six or if it already had damage uh then it would die so so there's some interesting stuff that could happen here um, but i don't think it's very strong actually and it doesn't even have the armor that the non-evil twin version does all right lord golgotha is a five power two armor spirit knight that before fight deals three damage to each neighbor of the creature lord golgotha fights and this has been in every sanctum set ever so far We'll see if it stays in Winds of Exchange. But yeah, there has not been a Sanctum set that doesn't have Lord Golgotha, and I'm glad because Lord Golgotha is awesome and cool. Uh, Mad Prophet Gizelhart is back from Mass Mutation. Uh, he's a four-power leader priest with three armor. While he's in the center of the battle line, it gains uh, action, fully heal each non-mutant creature, and gain one amber for each creature healed this way. Um interesting but i just have not seen it matter ever so there you go 
Um, I like how he seems so small up at the top, but then you look and see the uh, the the folds of the snake enveloping the whole room, and it's pretty spooky. I assume Gizzleheart is the snake, but I could be wrong. Pretty sure. All right. Um, let's see. Mighty Lance is back for... This has also been in every Sanctum set so far. It's an action. When you play it, you deal three damage to a creature and three damage to a neighbor of that creature. Pretty simple. Numquid the Fair, back from Coda. When you play it, you just... Uh, three power human. When you play it, you destroy an enemy creature and repeat this effect if your opponent still controls more creatures than you. Um, <clears throat> that is... That's pretty cool. Um... Yeah, it's a, it's a nice way to even things up. And yeah, it, it is interesting. It burns through wards because uh, if your opponent still has more creatures than you, you burn the ward token and then you kill it again. That's pretty fun. Uh, okay, Orb of Wonder is an artifact, an item. It was a it was an anomaly back in Worlds Collide. Then it showed up as an actual uh, card in Mass Mutation. And it, it's, it has Omni, you destroy the Orb of Wonder, and if you do, you search your deck for a card and put it into your hand and then shuffle your deck. This is pretty great and really good with some of those burn your, your opponent down to five tools that we talked about before. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see this. Okay, Round Table is an artifact with an amber. Uh, it's a location, and each friendly night creature gets plus one power and gains taunt. Um... Interesting because, you know, in Coda, there were some non-Sanctum Knights that you could get this with, whereas uh, here there are not. Um, I don't I don't think there are in Dark Tidings. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd be interested to find that if I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. So anyway, your Knight creatures get plus one power and taunt. Uh, yeah, which is interesting. There are a couple of them you might not want to have taunt, but for the most part, that's going to make your other houses pretty happy. Okay, Sanctum Guardian already has Taunt. <clears throat> it's a six-power Spirit Knight that's been in every set but Mass Mutation, every Sanctum set but Mass Mutation. Six-power Spirit Knight with one armor and Taunt, and it has Fight Reap. Swap it with another friendly creature in your battle line. Uh, Seraphic Armor is an upgrade with an Amber that um, it started in AOA, and it gives a creature plus one armor, and when you play it, you fully heal the creature. Um, yeah, it's fine. <clears throat> it's fine. <laughs> uh, especially, you know, I think in AOA it was better because you had Merrick the Marked, and it could be really good with Merrick, but here, much less so. Uh, okay, SGS Illuminator is the Sanctum ship. It's an artifact and ship. You exhaust it to, or you can action it to exhaust up to four friendly Sanctum creatures, and for each creature exhausted this way, you stun and exalt a creature. Um, that, yeah, that's actually pretty interesting and potentially good. Um, very interesting effect. I, again, I've never seen it um, be used very effectively, but um, would be cool to pull off a great Illuminator turn. Okay, the Corpulent Collector. This one's really interesting. It's a 7-power human. 
when you play it, you capture all your opponents. It captures all your opponents' amber, and then you deal one damage to it for each amber on it. So if your opponent has six amber, capture six, deal six damage to Corpulent Collector. Um, there's some interesting things you can do with this. Oh, and and of course this reminds me the reason. Uh, oh, I really should have said that the 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 card that you want with Sanctum in Dark Tidings is uh, is Whirlpool because you do these these types of capture things and then you give the creature to your opponent and then kill it. Um, yeah, it can be pretty great. Anyway, it's pretty cool. Um, and I will say, a friend of mine has a a combo in a deck that has it's Whirlpool. So you're, you know you're giving creature a creature to your opponent at the end of your turn, and it has Hadroth's Wall. Uh, I think even two copies maybe. Anyway, Hadroth's Wall boosts the power of your flank creature. So when you play Corpulent Collector on the flank, it can actually capture uh, more than seven and stay alive. So you capture seven or more with it staying alive, and then when it goes over to your opponent, your opponent does not have Hadroth's Wall, its power drops and it dies and you get the amber, which is pretty cool. Um, so that, that's, a, that's a fun combo, but it's a three-card combo, so you're getting into sketchy territory there. For competition anyway all right um here we're into some of the anti-steel tech vault keeper is a four power spirit knight with one armor that just says your amber can't be stolen that's a pretty strong effect and it's been in every sanctum set uh trial by water is new in dark tidings it's an action with an amber when you play it you reset the tide so it would go neutral and then until the start of your next turn players cannot raise the tide um so it stays neutral um interesting but only really interesting within the set it, it just isn't very good against other sets doesn't matter okay alms master is a four power human knight with one armor has deploy and it has taunt and each of its neighbor when you play it, each of its neighbors captures one um it's interesting but not uh not crazy interesting it just does a little uh, the Evil Twin version is also four power human knight with one armor and deploy, but it does not have taunt, and instead of that play effect, each of its neighbor's games destroyed steal one. Um, I, I think I actually like that a little better. Okay, Barrister Joya is back from AOA and has uh, is a five power human knight with one armor that says enemy creatures cannot reap. That's pretty strong. I like it. Bring Low is an action with an amber. It enhances a capture somewhere, and when you play it, you capture all but five of your opponent's amber distributing distributed among any number of friendly creatures. So this is one of those drop your opponent from five, uh, down to five. And I like this one because it's unconditional, right? If your opponent is on six, you still bring them down to five. Um, yeah, this is, this is good and strong. I like it. Doorstep to Heaven, also unconditionally bring them down to five. It's an action with an amber. Each player with six or more loses all but five of it. So this can hurt you, um, but you're in control of whether you play it, and it's it's a really strong effect. Uh, and this was not in Mass Mutation, but it's been in every other Sanctum set. First or last is an action. When you play it, you choose to either purge each creature with the highest power or purge each creature with the lowest power. And I, I really like this. I think this is often strong because it's pretty often that you get into a situation where you 
don't have both the highest and lowest power creature. So usually you can do something good with this. <clears throat> All right. Gatekeeper is a five power spirit knight with one armor. Uh, this is another drop your opponent to five. But this one, they have to have seven or more. Uh, so when you play it, if your opponent has seven or more, you capture all but five of it. Um, so yeah, another great bring them to five effect. It's just if, if they hit, hit right at six, you can't do it. And this is not a mass mutation. So it is interesting, like, um, there are a lot of ways that I think mass mutations sanctum is a little stronger. It's definitely stronger on the nope effects, but dark tiding sanctum has more, you know, bring your opponent to five, which is pretty great. So more scaling amber control. Uh, okay. Gorm of Om is an artifact and item where we've been in the uncommons for a little while now. It has Omni, you destroy it and destroy an artifact. Uh, this has been in every Sanctum set. It's a really nice card. I, I really appreciate it as artifact control because it sits around until you need it. And so, um, so oftentimes most artifact control cards are actions or creatures. And so you need to play them, uh, you know, at the moment that, um, that there's already an artifact that you want to deal with. But here you can kind of let it sit out there until the time comes uh, that they play the artifact you're worried about, and then boom, you got it. So I really like Gormavom for that reason. And uh, <clears throat> and you can play it, you know, even if they have like an anti-creature artifact or something, you can still play this, which is nice. Okay, Grey Augur is a three-power human monk with one armor. Each of its neighbors gains fight gain one. Okay, that's interesting. The Evil Twin version is uh, same stats, but gives the neighbors reap, gain one, and exalt this creature instead. So, um, okay, that's interesting. It's fine. Turns them into uh, Quester Jarda, I guess. Here's Hadroth's Wall. It's back from AOA. It's an artifact and item. It gives each friendly flank creature plus two power. Very interesting. Yeah, this is a fun one and can be really nice with some of those low power control creatures like a Kalp or Fuguru where you're, you're boosting it now to four or three, uh, making it much harder to deal with. <clears throat> Hold Fast is a six power beast. After one of its neighbors is dealt damage, you ready it. Um, yeah, that's solid. Um, not, in my experience, not super interesting but kind of cool. Uh, the, the only problem is actually oftentimes um, it, it ends up getting that effect during my opponent's turn and then it's not doing much. Okay, Honor or Glory is an action. When you play it, you choose to either deal three damage to each flank creature or to each creature not on a flank. Um, that's, that's fun, nice choice there. Wish it had an Amber. And then Light Everlasting is an action with an Amber. When you play it, you play a Sanctum creature from your discard pile anywhere in your battle line. Um, I wish there were more super high impact Sanctum creatures to use this on, but I think uh, gate, uh, vault, no, Gatekeeper 
is can be a pretty good option if you get this in a deck with that. Uh, okay, Radiant Truth is an action with an Amber. When you play it, you stun each enemy creature that's not on a flank. That's very good. And that's back from... That's been in every Sanctum set. Uh, okay. <clears throat> you know, it's interesting. I, I'm trying to think if there are cards in other houses that have been in four sets. Because, like, Mimicry and Wild Wormhole... They, for example, were in every set up through Worlds Collide, but then they were not in Mass Mutation. So, um, are there cards that have been in four sets? I'm not sure. Uh, okay, Red Hand Registry is an artifact with an amber. It's a law, and it's new in Dark Tidings, and this is some of that great anti-steal tech. It says, after amber is stolen from you, your opponent skips the Forge a Key step during their next turn. This is really good. This is a great artifact. Um... Doesn't stop them from stealing, but it says uh, you're just going to skip forging a key. That, that's super cool. I love it. All right. Shoulder armor uh, was not in AOA, but it's been in every other Sanctum set. It's an upgrade with an amber. Uh, it says while this creature is on a flank, it gets plus two armor and plus two power. Also good for protecting, you know, low power control creatures, um, but, uh, but really good with Urian, as we'll see later. Uh, Badge Magus is a four-power human knight, wish it had armor, has deploy, and after it fights, you can ready and fight with each of its neighbors one at a time. So that's a really strong effect. I just wish that Badge Magus herself had more survivability and was faster. Uh, okay, Bulwark is a four-power mutant knight with one armor back for mass mutation, has assault two, and gives its neighbors assault two. That's... That can actually be really nice. That's enough usually to deal with elusives, having like one bulwark, getting it down, getting a couple fights in. Usually you can deal with elusives that way. Cleansing Wave is an action. When you play it, you heal one damage from each creature and gain one amber for each creature healed this way. That can be a huge burst, especially because a lot of Sanctum creatures have enough survivability that you often have a bunch of creatures with a little bit of damage and can pop this. General Salvador is a four-power human knight with two armor and two capture icons. That's fine. Grand Melee is an action. When you play it, you destroy each creature that does not share a house with at least one of its neighbors. Um, yeah, that's a that's an interesting interesting board wipe. I like it. Hammergram is an action. When you play it, you deal three damage to a creature and stun it. Uh, Eh, it's fine. I wish I had an amber. Heal or harm is an action. When you play it, you choose to either fully heal a creature and gain an amber, or ready and fight with a friendly creature. Um, yeah, this is fine. It's fine. I think, you know, the ready and fight feels good. Um, but the... Fully heal and gain one if you compare it to like a Vigor or Healing Blast. Um, just a little sad on the Amber situation. Larry of the Lake is a three power human knight that says while the tide is high, each friendly creature gets plus two armor. That can be really strong, potentially. 
um, especially if you combo with like a Urian, but in, just in general, that can be really nice. The problem is your opponent can just take the tide on their turn, take away all your amber, and murder your stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Evil Twin version says that while the tide is high, Larry of the Lake itself gets plus five armor. Hmm, that's pretty underwhelming. Okay, Marshall Ewer is a four power spirit knight with two armor. Uh, when it is played or when it fights, you raise the tide. It's a nice tide effect, I guess. Um, I like the art, but uh, I think it's just okay. Seneschal Sargassa is, is very interesting. Um, it's a six-power spirit knight with two armor. It says, after a player raises the tide, a creature they control captures two from their opponent. Um, that's that's pretty cool. Um, the, the weird part is, you know, if your opponent just lets you keep the tide, you'll never get this effect. And then you just have a six-power, two-armor body. So this is really interesting within Dark Tidings matches. Uh, it can be used against you. It, a lot of interesting stuff there. But I find in matches that don't include, uh, that aren't both Dark Tidings, this card ends up kind of being almost blank. And the Evil Twin version has no armor, but says after a player raises the tide, Seneschal Sargassa itself captures two from your opponent. Uh, interesting. It does not give you know any. It doesn't give your opponent the ability to capture at all. It's doing all the capturing every time the tide changes. So that that's kind of cool. Um, but uh, again, if you're not in a if you're not in a two dark tidings match, the tide isn't getting raised a bunch. It, it can be a little underwhelming. All right. Now we have Sir Bever, who is a one power alien knight with five armor. Uh, I, I love Sir Bever. He's pretty cool. A lot of armor. Um, not a lot of damage. Uh, yeah, he's really fun. Has taunt. So, yeah, it's just, that's that's very interesting. Often not enough to, like, change the game, but I, I really like Sir Bever as a card, and I hope that he comes back in other sets. Um, okay, then you have the Evil Twin version, who... Uh, doesn't have taunt but does have poison and having a one power five armor with poison that's that's actually pretty cool um i like it oh i guess he's in a helmet yeah yep he's inside a helmet so funny like a hermit crab all right uh, Shifting Battlefield is an action with an amber that says play, move a friendly creature anywhere in your battlefield, in your battle line, and that creature captures one. Um, the capture one's interesting. Usually the move doesn't matter, but it, hey, if it does, that'd be cool. So um, I don't mind this card. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's fine. Staunch Knight is back from Coda. It's a four power human knight with two armor. That gets plus two power while it's on a flank. It is really funny to me, though, to have this in the same set as Seneschal Sargassa, because Seneschal Sargassa is already six power, no matter whether it's on a flank or not, and has a good effect, so or an interesting effect anyway. So kind of makes Staunch Knight just seem very pointless, in my opinion. I, I really don't know what Staunch Knight's deal is. 
uh, yeah. Okay, strange ordination. Um, like virtuous works from Coda, but uh, dark tidings defied. So this is an action with three amber on it, and it says play only if the tide is high. Um, that's fine, but virtuous works is better. I don't know why why we have to get a worse card here. Um, it is in common, so that's that's cool. Is virtuous works common? I actually don't know. Okay, Virtuous Works is uncommon. So, so this is going to come. Uh, Strange Ordination is going to come in more often, but that's kind of a kind of a gnarly downside. I don't know. Uh, okay, Taxing Journey is an action with an amber. When you play it, a friendly creature captures an amber, and each of its neighbors that shares a house with it also captures an amber. Um, yeah, that's fun. That's good. That's good capture potentially. Capture three, get an amber. Um, that's better than. Um, Better than, oh my goodness, what's it called? <sighs> wow. Nope, 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 nope. Um, wow, I can't think of it. What's the one that has the you shall wear pants, thou shalt wear pants? Um, oh no, sad, sad. I really should know. Wear pants. Terms of redress, that's what it is. Thank you. Thank you, Archon Arcana. All right. Uh, and then lastly, we have Urien the Circumspect, who's a three-power humanite with one armor. When it reaps, it gains amber equal to its armor. So that's pretty great, because right out the gate, you're, you have reap gain one um, in a three-power one-armor creature, which is, that's that's pretty okay. And then, you know, add on other effects that might add to the armor. Um Obviously, in Sanctum, you have Larry of the Lake and Shoulder Armor, but potentially you have cards, uh, especially in Star Alliance, that can combo really well with this, like Light of the Archons and other upgrades. Um, even uh, Shield you later just adds armor, so <clears throat> you have ways to beef it up with armor and then uh, reap and get a ton of amber, so that's pretty cool. I like it. And it has an evil twin version, which says reap your opponent loses amber equal to its armor. Um, that's cool. I like I like that. I like the non-evil twin version better. I think gaining amber is usually better than destroying amber um, because you can always gain amber, but if your opponent has no amber, you can't destroy it. Um, but I could see this being a good option sometimes. Uh, yeah, so that's that. That is Sanctum in Dark Tidings. Hope you enjoyed. Hope it... Um, you know, it's it's interesting, like, Dark Tidings, we have not seen it be great uh, very often. Um, it kind of gets a, has a bad reputation, um, but there are some really good things in there. Um, and I think especially uh, in Sanctum, you have that scaling amber control, uh, a lot of options for it that um, that maybe wouldn't be even in other sets, right? Mass Mutation Sanctum doesn't doesn't have nearly as many of those options. Um, 
so uh yeah so and and you know i think even if you're not finding like a super competitive deck here really do consider that dark tiding sealed is quite fun and uh sanctum i think has a pretty if you open a sanctum deck in uh dark tiding sealed usually you're pretty happy because uh they just have a lot of great options so anyway um I hope that gets you a little excited about it. I'm excited to see what they do with Sanctum in, in Winds of Exchange. Uh, of course, really looking forward to that. And uh, anyway, hope this gets you excited to get out there and forge some keys.